Today on Reverse the Post Regain, we are discussing the use and effectiveness of protein powders after weight loss surgery. You might have used them in those earlier stages after the surgery, which for one, they are very effective to ensure that you are meeting your protein needs. However, do these protein powders have a role in your diet after weight loss surgery once you are beyond that initial honeymoon period or two, three, four, five years plus post-op? Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. I strongly believe that protein powders are so effective and they are, in my opinion, crucial, especially in that immediate post-op phase. There is absolutely no way that it would be really possible for someone to get even close to 60 grams of protein without using some form of protein powder, especially on those fluid, pureed and soft food stages. What we know about the bariatric surgery is that a lot of people or the research that has been done is is that people have lost up to 25% of their muscle mass in the first one year after the surgery. Now, this particular study did look at the time they had the pre-op diet to the time one year post-op. So perhaps maybe some of that muscle loss was lost when you change your diet to do the very low calorie diet. However, regardless, a year on a changed protein intake and changed physical activity would have significant impacts on your muscle mass as demonstrated in that particular study. Now, making sure that people actually get enough protein after the surgery is an ongoing and forever challenge of mine. And if you are one of my patients, you'll know I'm always asking you about your protein intake because here's the thing, protein intake waxes and wanes from what I've experienced. Even in my own personal diet, I find that some days you're really, really good on the protein, you're satiated, you're not hungry, You know, you don't have to have that sugar hit in the afternoon. And yes, dietitians do tend to fall to the same whims that you probably do. But when you do have enough protein and you're satisfied, you don't get that as you would have experienced as well. And so on a day that I haven't started the day with great protein or I haven't actually eaten a proper lunch or left lunch too late and it was too imbalanced, for example, you know, I'm missing that protein as you would be. So it is important to realize that we all have different levels of protein and inconsistencies, I guess you could say, over the day with protein. Now, here comes my point. So if you are definitely in that immediate stage post-op, use as much protein powder as you can to help you get beyond that 60 grams. 60 grams of protein is a minimum. It's not the maximum. It's not what we're aiming for. I have people who work really well on over 100 grams of protein. Ideally, most of my patients tend to sit around at least 80 to closer to 90 grams of protein, depending on their physical activity level. So really, 60 grams is just a basic low ball figure. Don't use that as the goal. 
And oftentimes it's too low, particularly for active people as well. What is important to realize is that it's definitely what you are not targeting. You should be targeting for much more than that. This is where working with a dietitian that knows bariatric surgery can really help nail those figures for you so you know you're not shooting blanks at a protein target. Protein powder has a place. There are different types of protein powder and arguably in the first year post-op, whey protein is the preferred. Now, whey protein is the preferred protein powder because it has an amino acid named leucine. Leucine is well known for sparing muscle mass. So what it does is it helps prevent the body from actually losing muscle in the first place and promotes muscle synthesis. So it is crucial to have enough leucine in your diet, especially after surgery. And one of the richest sources of leucine is not only dairy, but particularly whey protein isolate. So WPI, if you've seen that in the shops. We also talk about complete versus incomplete proteins. What that means is, is that complete proteins have all the essential amino acids that the body can't produce. And incomplete proteins are usually missing one or two of those essential amino acids, but on the whole, they have a wide variety of amino acids which would support your muscle mass but it isn't able to be called of complete protein because it's missing some of those crucial ones. So to hedge your bets of protein, your whey protein isolate particularly is the most ideal. Then you've got soy protein, which is pretty good compared to whey protein, especially as a plant-based alternative. This is also a complete protein as well. Then you have newer ones on the market and palatability and mixability of these can vary. Egg white protein is another complete protein and this egg white powder can mix relatively well with some products and there are still some makers on the market. However, it has now been surpassed by collagen protein powder. This has really hit the market by storm and ever since they've been released, although they are technically an incomplete protein as it's missing tryptophan, there are newer ones on the market such as the Cost Price Supplements Tasteless Protein Powder has a complete addition now where they've added in tryptophan to make sure that it's a complete protein. This is not sponsored by cost price supplements as an FYI. Being a complete protein powder, it is now more suitable for you to add that in more regularly into your diet after the surgery. It helps you get all the amino acids that your body needs to function daily. What's important to note here though, is that you don't wanna rely completely on these protein powders for your only source of protein. I have some people that try to do this and inevitably they miss out on a wide variety of nutrients from other protein rich sources. To cut a long story short, if you are having protein powders after the surgery, I'd recommend these tasteless collagen protein products as more of a topper rather than a complete replacement of the need of a solid lean protein in your diet. It is really important you get a variety of nutrients and not just rely on one specific product or supplement to get all of your protein from. That means adding in tasteless protein to help you meet that 90 to 100 gram target. And it is okay to have whey protein in the day as well, as long as you're not solely relying on protein powders to meet your protein targets. A way that this could look on the plate where it is a bit of a top up could be a whey protein shake for breakfast made with milk, fruit, oats, and maybe a vegetable serve snuck in there as well. For morning tea, having some apple and peanut butter. For lunch, having a whole grain wrap with 100 grams of chicken and salad and a slice of cheese. Afternoon tea could be a handful of nuts. And dinner would be 100 grams of lean protein, whether it's chicken and a small side salad. 
Now, during the day, you might have realized you didn't eat all of your wrap and your snacks were a bit lower in protein than they normally are. So this is where the tasteless protein can come in. As a top up, you could have a sugar-free hot chocolate after dinner. That would add another 14 grams if you're using the tasteless collagen protein from cost price. And you might have added another 15 gram scoop into your morning coffee. Based on this food diary, without the protein powders, except for the whey protein of a morning, this person is reaching 70 grams of protein, depending on the actual portion that they consumed. Most people need a minimum of 80 after the surgery in my experience, but let's say this particular person is trying to get closer to 90 or 100. This is where those two extra scoops of the tasteless protein are perfect to add in that extra boost to reduce the risk of muscle mass for this particular person. It does take a bit of trial and error to sort of figure out which one's the best one for you in terms of protein powders and also how best to use it for you. There will be times where you might be sick or injured and you need a little bit of extra boost. And I find people who are going for plastics, they use the protein powder really well because they need that extra protein to reduce the risk of muscle wastage and to promote wound healing as well. So I would argue protein powders do have a very important place in your diet after bariatric surgery. They're definitely not the only thing you need to rely on as are protein bars. You don't want to rely on them solely protein products and protein chips and protein this and protein that. That's not the goal of the surgery. The goal of the surgery is to get you eating a balanced diet where you meet your nutrition targets and you're not relying on these products to help you reach a healthier diet. At the end of the day, protein supplements have their place but it is more important to focus on the nutrient quality of your food, having fruits, vegetables, whole grains, nuts and seeds, and lean meats and low fat dairy. That's what's going to get you a longevity with your surgery and reduce the risk of weight regain in the long term. I hope this has helped clarify the role of protein powders after the bariatric surgery. Again, I would recommend a consultation with a bariatric dietitian to individualize these targets for you. I hope you have a great rest of your day or evening whenever you're listening to this, and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. I reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.